intellectual property. Some people know what that term means and some people don't. But as a business owner, you are creating something special and unique and you need to know how to protect your own ideas. So in this episode, Maria Spear Alice, she is a trademark attorney and she is going to help us understand what we need to protect, what we can't protect, how to protect it and how we can be successful in creating content that is unique and specific to us so that we can live the best lives that we were called to live and have the best success success in our businesses that we possibly could have. So sit back, lean in, take some notes and enjoy. You're tuned in to season two of the Brittany Smith podcast. This season, we're talking about all things branding and business building for the female entrepreneur. We've got experts on everything from Facebook groups to trademarking. You're going to want to take notes. So sis, Get your beverage, your pen, and your Britney Smith podcast notebook and take some notes because it's about to go down. Stay tuned. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to season two of the Britney Smith podcast, where we are equipping female entrepreneurs with all they need to run their business and do it like a boss. And so I'm super excited. This whole season is jam-packed with experts that are handling all the different areas of business. We've got branding experts. We've got finance experts. We've got all kinds of experts that you guys are going to be hearing from, learning from, gleaning from, and possibly working with. That's the hope that you find these experts useful enough that they are um, become a part of your arsenal, become a part of your community. And so today I have my new friend, Maria Spear Alice. She is a lawyer, but not just any lawyer. She's not, you know, the accident lawyer. She's not the malpractice and medical lawyer. She is an IP and internet law attorney. And IP stands for intellectual property. And the reason why I'm like have, having all the feels right now is because many of us are content creators. We've got books, we've got courses, we've got all those kinds of things that we, Um, have birthed ourselves, right? And so a lot of times nobody tells you how to properly protect your content, how to properly protect your innovative ideas. Yes, there are, um, there's a saying that there's nothing new under the sun, but you are the only you in the entire world. And so when you create, we want to make sure that we're covering and protecting those things that are coming from you um, that are original to you. And so I'm super excited. Maria, thank you so, so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And and ladies, um, I'm going to keep it real with you all. Um, Maria's a mama. I'm a mama. <laughs> and I'm just going to say that it was a fight <laughs> to, make, <laughs> to make this episode happen. And that's more uh, confirmation that it's going to be awesome and it's going to be amazing. So before we even get into anything, you need to focus. I need you to lean in, get yourself a paper and a pen or or, or your phone, wherever you take notes. I want you to lean in because this is important. 
This is important. As the internet continues to explode with, with new things and people, you know, new businesses and, and all kinds of things, you want to make sure that as you are being awesome in the marketplace, that your awesomeness is covered and protected. So I need you to lean in and pay attention. Put the kids, I was going to say, put the kids in the closet somewhere. Don't put them in the closet, but just <laughs> put them in the car. That's where my kids are with my husband, not by themselves. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Put them somewhere where they are safe and occupied so that you you can lean in. You owe it to yourself as an entrepreneur. You owe it to yourself to invest in yourself by putting this time in. Um, so Maria, I want you to just introduce yourself in your own words. Tell us who you are, what you do, and why you are the one to teach us or to talk to us about this particular topic in our businesses. Yes. So I um, I have my law practice based in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been doing what I do for Ooh, 11 years now, which feels like a long time. (laughs) Um, And I, so I started off um, as a music major, actually, and I wanted to be a performer and um, opera was my focus in college and then um, kind of pivoted a lot and um, wanted to go to law school and uh, fight the, the Napsters of the world. That was my goal then. Um, and help the independent artists. And, um, I got to law school and I really loved just kind of this, it's kind of a puzzle of helping to figure out what's protectable and how to protect it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that really kind of sparked my interest. I moved from New York where I was in law school down to Nashville, Tennessee, and, um, started doing some entertainment law, um, with CMT and with a private law firm. And then in 2016, I decided, Hey, I'm going to do this by myself and focus on the business owner, the independent business owner and help them. Like I said, put all those puzzle pieces together and figure out how to protect their ideas. Even if it means, you know, ideas are a dime a dozen. Yes. But like you just said, you are the only you in the entire world. And so the specific way that an idea is executed, helping my clients to figure out how that is protectable. Awesome. So awesome. I mean, I'm thinking of the person who's listening right now that didn't even know that this was a thing, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) didn't even know that um, that there was a way to protect what they have and what they're producing um, because there's so much out there. And, um, you know, it's hard to feel like you're coming up with something original because it seems like everything's been done already. Right. Um, and so this is, this is great. So, so tell me, um, let's, let's start at a basic level. If I am a new entrepreneur, um, what things should I protect? What things, you know, like how, how do I, how do I determine that something that I've created needs to be protected? How do you determine what you've created needs to be protected? Well, it, it, it can be such a huge, um, you can cast a really wide net or you can just go for, go for what's, um, really the most valuable. And that's what I kind of say to, um, you know, some of my content creators who are really photo heavy, right. Mm -hmm. And photos are their thing. Well, you could just go crazy registering hundreds and hundreds of photos, or you can say, okay, which are my most valuable campaigns, which pins are pinned the most, 
which YouTube videos are watched the most, mm -hmm. and then um, kind of dial down on those things and say, okay, these are my most valuable. These are, these are my most visible right. items. And those are the things that really need protecting. And when we talk about protection, maybe I should um, mention, you know, there's different areas, there's copyright and there's trademark, and I can go into the differences between yes. those if you'd like. Okay, okay. great. So copyright covers creative works, which is, you know, traditionally art and music and video and things like that. But now it's social media captions, it's mm -hmm. e-course content, it's infographics, um, photos, of course, but all of those things that are becoming more and more, you know, common in our, in our, uh, in our industry, in our commerce right now, um, those are protectable too. And so that's copyright territory. When we're talking about trademarks, we're talking about branding, which is, it could be a personal name. It could be your own name. If that's, if that's your, if that's your brand, mm -hmm. um, like Martha Stewart, like Oprah, like all of those folks that actually use their own names. And it could be, uh, you know, a, a company name, it could be a logo. Sometimes color is, you know, really identifiable with a brand. If you think of Tiffany's or you think of, um, you know, T-Mobile's got that pink. Um, right. so that can be trademark as well. And so when I talk about protecting your ideas or protecting your business, I'm really talking about those two things. And then there are contracts too, which kind of protect your relationship with either, um, a client or a brand or, um, even a contractor or, um, or employee. Got you. And so when you talk about covering relationships, is that, um, along the lines of like signing non-disclosure agreements and those kinds of things, um, to protect, like, let's say I'm working on something for Michelle Obama. I'm just going to speak it out there. <laughs> yes. say, you know, I'm working on something for her and she has some information that's very sensitive, um, would that be something that would need to be protected legally? Um, yeah. probably, uh, probably with a non-disclosure, but also, um, and this kind of goes to one of the myths that I hear a lot. Um, another thing that would need protecting is if you have someone, either it's, you know, a good friend or it's a relative or it's a professional that you've found that you connected with, who's working on a website for you or a logo for you, or, does all of your social media graphics for you or something creative. Um, the default rule in the U S is that that person owns that stuff. Even if you pay them, mm -hmm. they own everything that they create as an independent, you know, as an independent contractor, um, unless you put, unless you put it in a contract, unless you put it in writing. And so that's, that's an area where some people are surprised. They say, Oh, you mean, I, I mean, I paid this person to create a logo for me. What do you mean? I don't own it. Um, because the default in the U S is, yeah, you need a written contract in order to kind of transfer that ownership over. Interesting. Very mm -hmm. interesting. <laughs> okay. Very good. So, um, in terms of, um, okay, let me ask you this. Do I have to trademark and copyright my materials or is it just more so a protection for me that if somebody else tries to steal it, but like, is it, is it, is there a rule that says, no, if you're creating, you need to copyright or trademark what you're doing? There's no rule. Um, and, and registration is not required either for some sort of protection. You get a little more protection if you register, but um, for copyright at least, and remember that's your creative stuff. The minute you create it, the minute it's more than just an idea living in your head. So 
you've made a transcript or you've made a sketch or you've recorded a video, you've got protection in it. You've got, you know, under the law, under U.S. copyright law, you've got protection in that creative thing the minute that you create it. Mm. Trademark um, is the same way. The, the minute you begin using that trademark, that brand facing name mm-hmm. um, or audience facing brand name, um, you've, you've got rights in that trademark. Um, and you can use the TM symbol, which is something that people don't realize. You can use that TM um, even if you don't have it registered. Um, now, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, said, I was going to say that was my next question um, oh, because okay. I, I think that, you know, that people kind of just throw that up there. They throw that up there. They throw the copyright symbol up there just, I guess, as a way to say, no, this is mine, even if it's not legally, you know, all the way processed as mine. Um, that that's allowed. I didn't know yes. that, that was okay. Yes. Now the, the, the R in the circle is only if you have a registered trademark, a, a federally registered trademark, but the TM you can use and the C you really should use because, um, not to get too like legal jargon, but sure. basically copyright infringement Mm-hmm. is what's called strict liability, meaning even if you accidentally copy someone or you accidentally infringe on someone, you're you're going to be responsible. But if there's no copyright notice on something, then you can claim what's called innocent infringement. Mm-hmm. And you don't want somebody claiming innocent infringement when it comes to your own stuff. Right. So, um, so that's a reason to use that copyright notice. So basically do unto others as you would have them do unto <laughs> you. <laughs> Got you. This is really good. This is really good. good. Um, so um, what can you, I mean, I guess we, we're kind of like flowing into this, right? So in order for me to protect my content myself, like maybe I didn't, I didn't you know, I'm not the place where I can afford to do the trademark process and all of that. Um, are these the only things that we can do to protect ourselves like on our own or DIY um, with the adding these symbols to our work or are there other things that we can do? Add those symbols. Um, I would say, you know, for um, for bloggers and folks that post content to their own website, mm-hmm. take screenshots or at least back up somehow. Um, back up your work because that shows that it existed. You know, at a certain right. on a certain date at a certain you know at a, on a certain date at a certain time, whatever. Sure, there's a record that all of that content exists. Um, so keep, you know, somehow, like I said, backing up or whatever it is, keep a record of all of that. And then the other side, I think in terms of protecting yourself is also making sure you're not on the flip side of, you know, accidentally infringing on someone else. Right. Um, because there's that line between inspiration and infringement. Right. And so if there's something that someone else has created, like a photo you see on Pinterest or in Google image search or something, unless you have permission from that owner um, or, you know, you've bought it from a stock photo site or something like that, you know, be careful using things that someone else has created. Right. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Cool. So um, what would you say are some of the biggest mistakes you see um, with entrepreneurs? And I, I would say, even if there's, you know, maybe some mistakes are more specific to small business than, than not, but what are some of the common mistakes that you see that we can avoid? Hmm. Well, I think, um, definitely kind of a mindset around contracts. I think people think contracts are really intimidating, Mm -hmm. um, and they can be, but thinking of contracts as something that says, 
hey, let's make sure that we're on the same page before we move forward. Instead of thinking it as something like, you know, sign this because I don't trust you type of thing. I think that's where people, because some contracts can have that kind of jargony, you know, intimidating language, people are a little bit guarded when it comes to contracts and think that it's kind of an aggressive uh, thing to put a contract in place. Start thinking about it as no, it's just a document that says, here's what's expected of each of us. And let's make sure we're on the same page. Um, because boy, a dispute, you know, you, one of my, one of my clients recently said this best. She said, I don't, you don't need a contract until you need it. I said, yep, you yeah. are right. <laughs> yeah, You don't need it until you need it. And so, and it's so much harder to, and more expensive to weed through a dispute when there's no contract. Cause then you're looking back through emails, you're looking at texts, yeah. you're looking at DMS. Okay. What did we actually agree to? And what did we say? And this and that. And so that's why it's best to have it in one page. So in one place. So I would say, you know, in terms of myths, it's that myth of, you know, a client will be turned off or, or, or a contract is intimidating or not necessary. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a contract that costs thousands of dollars. It doesn't have to be, you know, 10 pages long. It can be two pages. It just, again, I, I, I think I'm, yeah. I'm repeating myself, but just no, making sure to. everybody's on the same page of those most important key, you know, details. No, that's, that's good. And so with contracts, cause you're absolutely right. Even the word contract sounds heavy and serious. <laughs> and Oh my gosh. You know, I even call mine, I call mine agreements. I don't even call it a contract because people are like, ah, contract. I feel, <laughs> I feel bound, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, so with the contracts, what would you suggest? Like if I'm a small business owner, when are contracts necessary? Would you say with any kind of service-based service or, you know, after a certain dollar amount, do I incorporate a contract? Like when should I bring the contract into the picture? Well, it depends on your business model. Um, If you're working with clients, yeah, and you're a service-based business, then I think as soon as you, as soon as you can afford to, um, or as soon as you can to get something in writing with your client, even Mm -hmm. if it's a proposal, I mean, usually a proposal is not doesn't go quite far enough, but even if it's just a proposal to start, um, like I said, getting in those details of, you know, who's getting paid, what, how much, what's the cancellation policy? Um, you know, what's the schedule that we're both operating off of, um, ownership is a big thing to work out in a contract, especially if somebody's creating something who's going to own, what, mm-hmm. um, all those, all of those things are, are pretty important. Got you. Got you. I hope you guys are getting this. Um, because even in my own business spirit contracts is like, <laughs> it's like, there's like a shudder, like, Oh God. But, but to your point, I have had instances where, um, we had a certain agreement either verbally or via email. Um, and we did have to go back and see, okay, you know, I still owe you this, or we decided that we weren't going to do X, Y, and Z because, you know, and, and it is very important to keep a, a record of those conversations as well as what was agreed to on day one. Um, especially, you know, I'll give you some, some of my trial and error, you know, experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I do graphic design, web design, and brand strategy. 
Well, if we're doing the website, sometimes the client is not fully ready with all of their content. So now this process, we done started in September and you didn't get your content to me until November. And now I have to go back in my mind and go back to September and remember what we agreed upon and what, what I owe you and what you owe me because you made a partial payment. And now we have to parse through these different things to see what, what really needs to be done. And to Maria's point, I need to have a clause in my contract that says after 30 days of inactivity, I can quit this project (laughs) so I can let myself (laughs) off the hook, you know, or, you know, a restart fee or something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, this is definitely something that we need to consider um, and implement right away. Whether you're just starting out or not, you can write your own contract. There are a kajillion templates online that you can find. And Maria, if you have um, any resources that we can access um, you know, with templates or even if it's just like a link or something um, yeah. to where we can find this stuff, it's definitely needed. Yeah. And I do have, I have some very specific templates for sale on my website. I I, might be happy to give you the link um, for some of those too. Yeah. And we'll definitely include, you guys can check out the show notes. Her website will be there as well. Um, Her website, her Instagram, any way you can contact her will be right in the show notes. You can go ahead and click that link once we're off of here um, and and get all the stuff that she has (laughs) up there to get you right. Because what you don't want to do is take off and blow up and be exposed to the the elements of the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so no, so this is great. So let's let's shift gears a little bit um, because like I mentioned earlier, I'm a mom, she's a mom. Um, so tell us about that launching point from working for the man, if you will, to <laughs> shifting into your own business, doing this thing full-time. What was that like? Oh my gosh, it was... It was kind of crazy because, um, it just reached a point where, uh, and it was another woman that I was working for actually, but it reached a point where I thought, you know what? I really just want to be in charge of, in control of my own destiny. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't even engaged at the time or married or had kids or anything, but I, my parents are both kind of entrepreneurs and I grew up kind of with, you know, parents who didn't have to you know, check with corporate on vacation sure. days and things like that. And, you know, my dad would have his computer when we go, when we go on vacation, but it was kind of normal for me. Mm-hmm. And so I never thought that I would start my own law practice. Never, ever, ever. It was never a goal of mine, but just after, <laughs> you know, a certain amount of time, I was like, I really want to do this. And if it doesn't work, whatever, you know, I, I'm, I'm hireable, <laughs> right. but, but I just really wanted to, to dive in and do it. And I had this goal of, um, doing flat rate packages for my work because, you know, attorneys are notorious for charging every, you know, 0.1 hours for work. And I had just kind of seen how that affects clients and kind of that open-ended, you know, for billing by the hour. And so that was my big goal was to make it, make legal help more accessible in that way. Awesome. So I, um, you, you've been in the self-employed game longer than I have. It's only, it's, it'll be a year in November for me. Oh, wow. Congrats. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> um, and no, and you're absolutely right. Like just the, the ability to move and groove to your own drum 
and not have to put in sick time or put in vacation time or whatever. Like I can be working and going to shop right at the same time. You know, <laughs> I could be working and reading to my kids' class at her school, you know. Um, yep. you know, so that that freedom is definitely um worth it you know, alone. and maternity leave as well. I don't know if you, yeah. in, in your, in your year of, um, entrepreneurship, you've had to handle that, but yes, I, I <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I mean, it's, it's, it's scary on the one hand because, you know, there's no maternity leave policy, quote unquote, that you're following and that you're, you have a job that you're going back to, but it's also just so freeing. I know that maybe sounds cheesy, but it is. I mean, I have a three month old right now. Me too. Um, <laughs> do you really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, there you go. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, we're in the trenches right now, but right. it's, it feels, you know, I don't know what I would do if I, and, and, and power to anybody that has to do this, but if I had to leave him, you know, all day, every day, Right. to go back and, and, you know, sit at the desk and do this and that it's, it's the flexibility of, okay, I can do some work here and there and, um, and design, I've kind of redesigned how I do consultations to kind of work with this season of life. And, yes. um, it's, it's just, yeah, I can't imagine it any other way. Can you? That's awesome. No. And I, I think I was saying this to someone a couple of days ago, you know, I'm able to take my daughter. So I have a four-year-old and a three-month-old and I get, I can take her to school and pick her up every single day. Um, and I'm like, I don't know how parents do this. She gets off at two, two fifty-five. So like, yeah, if I had to work, like who's picking her up from school. Cause yeah. I work still, we all work, you know? So, um, you're right. Like there's just a level of relief that you have that, you know, that if you need to, you can drop everything and move things around and, and make some things happen. Um, you know, so those of you who are listening, let it be an encouragement to you that if you're not quite there yet, that working toward full-time self-employment, there are perks that come with it, you know? Um, and I think that flexibility is the biggest perk as a mom, as a wife, as a woman who has many hats on and, you know, there are other things that we're involved in. It definitely makes it easier, but on the flip side, Mm -hmm. this thing is work. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking about the, yeah, I get to do what I want. Yeah. But I also have to work my butt off double time, <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, because now I'm responsible for other things. Like, yes, I have a husband who works, praise God, you know? And so he takes care of all the major bills, but like, you know, if we need to eat, that's mama, that's me, you know, yeah. <laughs> the house cleaner, you know, I have somebody come clean the house. That's me. Like, so there are things that I'm, I'm proud to be able to provide through my business, be it small, you know, for now. Now, but um, it's definitely um, a, a blessing to be in, in this position. Um, so keep grinding, keep working, keep pushing um, and, and keep growing your business because this boss life is great. It is great. For sure. And it's a, um, it's a great example for your kids too, to see mama just crushing it. Yeah. Like it's almost like our kids won't even recognize that we had to make a choice to do this. They, they're just going to think that owning your own is the thing. Like yeah. <laughs> it's going to be natural to them. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so I'm, I'm super excited. Um, we had little babies at home. It's so funny. <laughs> I, I literally have my laptop, like I'll have her in my lap and then my laptop be on her and I'll be like typing over her sometimes because she doesn't, yeah. wanna, <laughs> doesn't want to be put down. <laughs> So yeah, we are real life superheroes. I don't care what anybody else says. (laughs) 
Um, but listen, Maria, this has been fantastic. I mean, I feel like you've given us a wealth of information, even in the short amount of time that we were on here. Um, do you have any last minute um, parting advice or parting words for the audience that you want them to walk away with? Just, just keep going. I mean, that's my advice to entrepreneurs. It's my advice when someone gets copied. It's my, and my advice when, you know, you hit a little bump in the road, cause there will be bumps. Um, just keep going and keep creating and keep doing because I mean, you said it the best. You're the only you that does whatever you do the way that you do it. And people will want to work with you because of you. Right. Um, we're all kind of personal brands in that way. Right. And so that's my advice um, for entrepreneurs. And for any of you out there who maybe want to take um, the next step, I, ha- I do have a free resource if I can <laughs> pl- plug um, yeah. a resource that I created. So it's a, it's a quiz, um, a free quiz, and it's helped, it's to help you find uh, the legal blind spot that secretly might be killing your business. Mm-hmm. And so it'll help you figure out what that blind spot is and help you to fix it um, on your own. So that's at my website, spear-ip.com. Awesome. Y'all need to go get that quiz. I'm about to pull it up (laughs) right now as soon as we get off of here. (laughs) Um, Fantastic. Thank you so much, Maria, for sharing your time, sharing your expertise. Um, Ladies, please, please, please do your work, do your homework, do your work um, and protect yourselves. Because I know that somebody under the sound of my voice, you are sitting on a, a pile of gold in intellectual property. And what we would not want to see is you produce all these things, you labor over all of these things and you're not covered and you're not protected. And then something goes, goes awry. Um, So definitely go back, play this episode over and over. I know, you know, somebody, I know, you know, somebody that needs to hear this, that needs to know um, that they also need to protect their, their intellectual property. Um, So Maria, thank you so much. Ladies, we will be back next week with another jam-packed episode. So you should just have a notebook. Go get a new notebook for the Britney Smith podcast season two. Just just label it that, okay? (laughs) Because we are going to be bringing it again next week. Um, And so I will see y'all again on Tuesday on the Britney Smith podcast. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to leave a comment and then share this episode with another business who needs to hear today's show. Want to hang out with me every day? Head over to Facebook and join the Branding and Networking for Female Entrepreneurs Facebook group. Don't forget to check out those show notes for all of today's important links. And we'll see you next time on the Britney Smith Podcast.